Timothy Loman, who shot and killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice, is denied a bid to get his job back as a Cleveland police officer. Ohio is getting closer to the threshold where coronavirus restrictions are lifted. And a woman who criticized a nursing home where her mother lived before she died will not go to prison despite the wishes of the Brook Park prosecutor. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Friday, March the 12th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. An appeals court on Thursday rejected a Cleveland police union effort to bring back former police officer Timothy Lohman, who shot and killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice in 2014. Cleveland fired Lohman for lying on his initial job application about his reason for leaving his prior job at a suburban police department. The 8th District Court of Appeals in Cuyahoga County on Thursday held that the Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association failed to formally serve the city's attorney with a copy of its application to vacate the arbitration award upholding Loman's firing within the required three-month time limit. That means the union had no standing to appeal, the court ruled. Samaria Rice, Tamir's mother, released a statement saying she was glad that the man who killed her son would not wear a Cleveland badge again. Ohio this week edged toward reaching the coronavirus case threshold that Governor Mike DeWine has set for lifting his statewide health orders. Once Ohio drops to a rate of 50 new cases per 100,000 residents over two weeks, the health orders will all be lifted. The number dropped from 179 last week to near 155 in just one week. Meanwhile, the weekly update of Ohio's coronavirus alert map showed the best outlook in months, with just 66 counties now on level 3 red alert for concern over the coronavirus spread. And the number of coronavirus cases in Ohio nursing homes dwindled to 614 this week, down more than 2,100 in the last two months. A Berea Municipal Court magistrate on Thursday dismissed criminal charges filed against a woman who took to Facebook to criticize an official at the Brook Park Nursing Home where her mother lived until the month before she died. Magistrate Chris Green found that neither a police officer nor Brook Park City Prosecutor Peter Sackett signed the complaints that originally charged 64-year-old Gina Crishione with misdemeanor telecommunications harassment and menacing by stalking, and the complaints were therefore defective. First Amendment experts blasted the prosecutor for charging a constitutionally protected form of speech as a crime. Governor Mike DeWine reiterated on Thursday that he will veto a bill state lawmakers passed the previous day that would curb his ability to issue public health orders during a pandemic and future emergencies. He said that it not only blocks a governor from protecting the safety of Ohioans, it violates the separation of powers as enumerated in the Ohio Constitution. DeWine said he'd hope to work with lawmakers negotiating improvements to the bill. He praised Changes made by the Senate earlier this month, but House Republicans added changes Wednesday that broaden its scope, including restricting public health measures that local health departments can impose, and the Republican-controlled Senate quickly passed that. DeWine took particular aim at a provision that would 
only allow a local health department to quarantine someone if that person had come into contact with someone else with a confirmed medical diagnosis. He said past cases where travelers were suspected to have been exposed to the Ebola virus or a pair of college students had traveled to the area of China where the coronavirus originated could have turned out very dangerously if the new requirements and restrictions were in place. Downtown Cleveland is still standing from a real estate perspective, even as the coronavirus pandemic led to empty offices and fewer visitors, according to an annual report released Wednesday by the Downtown Cleveland Alliance. The pandemic meant fewer patrons visiting downtown businesses because of the shutdown and stay-at-home orders from Ohio Governor Mike DeWine's administration and general cautiousness and fear by the public about being in crowds. About 81% of downtown Cleveland office space was leased and 84% of apartments were full in 2020. The Downtown Cleveland Alliance report found that 79% of the respondents said the employee's work while at home is just as good or better than their work in the office, but that strong leasing activity showed downtown Cleveland employers believe the office will remain a staple in the future of work. Thanks for listening to The Wake Up from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.